You're listening to Packers Talk Network. Packers Talk. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Or just go to their website at TicketKing.com. Again, that's the TicketKing.com. It's Packers Therapy. It's Chris and Dave talking about the NFC North Division champions once again, your Green Bay Packers. As they eke one out against uh, Baltimore's Ravens, 31 to 30, going to 11 and 3 and first place in the NFC. The season ended today. Well, Dave, the season ended today. A lot of people will be disappointed because there's four games left in the season. But if it if if it did end, they would have the top seed and a bye week. But I don't know. It just that was a an unsatisfying. I mean, this is how spoiled, right? That's an unsatisfying victory on the yeah. road, you know, and. I, I guess what bothered me most about the game was the fact that if I hear one more time about how banged up the Baltimore Ravens are, they don't have this guy. They don't have that Nobody's guy. Like oh my God. Yeah. You know, I, every time I, I want to say, aren't you aware the Packers are playing without three all pros? They, they, they don't have Zedarius. They haven't had them pretty much all season. Jair Alexander's been out most of the season. David Bakhtiari's been a rumor. Uh, their playing offensive without the line is out. Yeah, I mean they're playing with one preferred starter, and that preferred starter on the offensive line is a rookie fourth round draft choice. Yeah, I mean wasn't yeah. even our best one, <laughs> or there was yeah. the least favorite one. Yeah, it's it's just come on, man. You know, I saw like Biden. No. Come on, man. You know? <laughs> well, I think I, numbers. I, yeah. They may have us on numbers because then they yes, say they have yes. teen on injury reserve, so it was like some ridiculous high number, but right. it's not like, you know, your second and third and fourth are getting hurt. Well, that's, that's not good, but uh, yeah, we've got the quality. If you were to weight the injuries, I wonder if it would equal Baltimore, but you know, there's well without Kenny Clark too. I mean, they, they yeah. didn't have, you know, that I know that Baltimore had guys on COVID as well, but you know, Kenny Clark is a pro bowl player. I, I think he's might even be on his way to all pro. I mean, the guy's been great. So yeah, Sure, they were playing without a lot of guys, but it wasn't like the Packers had everybody healthy. No, right. Yeah, I well, and but the big thing is we had Rodgers and they didn't have Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, that's a big difference. And Yes, yes, true. But, you know, when the game started, I mean, we had talked about this being a loss as, as the season started, right? Going to Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, the way they play yeah. defense, the way, you know, running quarterback, that's kind of cha- has been challenging for the Packers. Right. I thought this was going to be a loss. And as the game started, I, Lamar Jackson was not going to play. I had saw that the spread jumped from like seven to nine and a half, um, four or five hours before the game started. And I thought, well, that must have leaked. But I thought, you know, it feels like in the past, there's been like this rookie quarterback that came out of nowhere and, you know, or a rookie, whoever you're running back or that there's been times in the past where a guy came up and just snuck up on us and 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 won the game. And I thought, you know, we're on the road. They are a good team. And I, I think they have a ton of injuries in the secondary. So, like, we should have been able to attack them in the passing game. But I thought, you know, Baltimore is tough. they got a good coach. And, 
good special teams. I guess they they said like the number one special. I thought this is still going to be a tough game. I I did never thought this was a gimme. I think like the point spread point spread at the game time was like nine and a half points for the for the Packers. I didn't know it was uh, that high. I I thought it was. Maybe seven, but really, it had gone to nine. Oh my God! I thought I saw it, it jumped right before when they were wow. for sure that Lamar Jackson. I wow. kind of thought, really, on the road, you know, against Baltimore, was, I just think it's a well-coached team. I, and then you know, this Tyler Huntley, yeah. all I could hear too was like this on Twitter. This is the guy we should have drafted, not Jordan Love. And um, nobody drafted him. Nobody drafted Huntley. Oh, really? Did he come in undrafted? He, yeah, he's undrafted. Free is agent. that right? Well, he, um, I, you know, and he played, he played well. I mean, I, I, certainly you could see he needs time as a starter, you know, to be a, a really good quarterback. But once Baltimore kind of figured out that the Packers are so undisciplined, the rushing the quarterback, that he could just drop back, wait for a lane to open up and run for 10 yards. Or second is that the defense on secondary were going to play 20 yards off a receiver and you could just throw 10 yards down the field. Um, it was pretty apparent Baltimore knew kind of what was, what was happening. This game became much closer than it should have been. And yeah, I guess I'm disappointed that the Packers weren't more aggressive when they had the two score lead. And uh, you know, they barely held it together at the end. I, I, I think they'll play better against a better opponent, but um, yeah, they, they showed sort of cracks in the armor with special teams again, but I just thought the aggressiveness was really was just not there, and I was I was really disappointed by that. Uh, now you're talking about aggressiveness on 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 defense or offense or both. Well, um, I will say I will say on defense, for the offense. I have another point to make on that. Well, let's start on defense. I would say less aggressive on defense would be where I'd start. Well, that's exactly today um, in the news conference that. Uh, Matt LaFleur had, we're doing this on, on Monday evening and LaFleur's Monday news conference, you know, he seemed a little, a little PO'd as they say about the lack of aggressiveness of the Packers defense, uh, specifically, uh, in the second half, you know, playing soft and, you know, just allowing too much too too many easy throws, you know, those, those, you know, six, seven yard passes, uh, just kind of basically giving Huntley those, those passes. Um, so I, he said this before and then they got more aggressive for a while and then they kind of went away from it and they did seem to be kind of doing a rope a dope kind of defense, you know, where they were just laying back and letting Baltimore make a mistake. And they were trying to, you know, not give up the big score. Instead they gave all, all these long kind of disheartening long drives. Yeah. Cause they, what Huntley was was good at was throwing, you know, five to ten yards down the field when our guys are playing ten to fifteen off. And and I'm just surprised that the the philosophy, especially when you're up by two scores, because with two scores, if if say a fluke happens, you fall down, guy catches a seventy yard touchdown, well then you've got a lot of time left to give it back to your offense. You're not a long drive, you know, ended up happening, which is the worst case, is they end up getting the ball. And uh, it, and there's no time left, and so you kind of left it where it's it's completely in their hands. But I would have thought with the rookie quarterback and the way he played, I would have liked to have tested him to go deep. How accurate is he with deep balls and being able to decide? Um, and you know, having to wait for people to break open and and 
kind of force the issue down the field than just leaving everything in front of him where he could just kind of get confidence throwing five, seven, you know, 10 yard passes all the time. I mean, his average passing was 5.4 yards. Um, yeah, which, you know, um, as long was 43, but I, as I recall, that was mostly a short or me- intermediate pass. There was a long run after the catch. Because I'm looking at the second to last touchdown for Baltimore. This was a over 10 yard drive. It started off with a, with a defensive pass interference by Amos, oh, but then yeah, five yeah. yard pass, three yard. I guess there's going to be a lot of runs, three yard pass. Um, Murray run. That's the other thing too. I thought if they would have gotten uh, kept the game close, I bet you that I was a little nervous about their running game. That I felt that uh, is it Latavius Murray, uh, Latavius Murray. I thought he he and he actually hit a six point nine average. I thought you know he could probably get some gainers on this with Kenny Clark out, but um, I just I, I it just frustrates me when it's third and six and Shannon Sullivan is playing ten yards off his receiver. Um, especially when it was Mark Andrews, it felt like half the time and, yeah. and he was just open. Um, hey, I wish they would, you, you weren't pissed off at Sullivan when he was wishing you a happy birthday, Dave. That's true. That's true. But that was yeah. before, but now game. he's a bad guy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, Hey, I could change my mind. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I, that's my 2021 theme is I, it's okay to change your mind. That's, it's all right. Um, that's part of your brand, Dave. <laughs> yes. Right. And you know what? I might. Change my mind on that too, um, but that is my current uh, thing for 2021. But I was disappointed that they did not like you know everything is like filtered through the Patriots, right? I just everything does, and I would have thought let, they would take out Andrews and that they would pressure the receivers and make the uh, and then I would probably on a rush is I would have contained Huntley. I would have made him stay in the pocket. I wouldn't have gone for these all-out edge rushes where uh, you know there's a huge lane. I felt like I mean Gary and Preston Smith are playing great. But um, if you don't get home, he, that gave him a ton of room to run. Yep. And I would have yep. thought, sure did. hey, guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kind of stay in our lanes here and make him kind of contain him. But uh, I felt like all of that was ignored. And and for most of the second half, I felt like everything that was hurting us was just being repeated over and over. Well, I it seemed to me that they they missed Kenny Clark a lot. There's no question because, uh, you know, Clark probably would have been a lot more stout in the middle than, than TJ Slayton was. But I was also surprised that they didn't do um, what they did against some of these other mobile quarterbacks. And that was have Campbell kind of stay in to spy. Uh, So I, I was a little bit befuddled by the strategy that they were using. Now I can see at the beginning, Oh yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go, you know, hell bent for leather and we're going to do what we always do. We're going to crash in on the edge and that's fine. And then when it doesn't work, say for the entire first quarter, which it didn't, you know, then I would have expected some kind of, of modification that, okay, we're going to stay in our lanes now. We're going to use a little bit different, but they didn't change. And instead, you know, he winds up being the leading ball carrier for the Ravens, you know, 73 yards and 13 carries. It was like, for the older listeners, it was like Bobby Douglas out there. I think I believe Bobby Douglas ran for a thousand yards as the Bears quarterback one year. Uh, so I, I guess I was a little surprised 
not just that they weren't more aggressive, but they weren't smarter. That guy's what really threw me off. Well, I wonder, and like there's one time where they did, ran like a stunt on the outside. Where yes. The edge yes. rusher came into the middle and right. completely right. opened up the outside. And so yeah. it was not even, I mean, even a rookie could kind of figure that out is that this is wide open. So, yeah, why? And it feels like, you know, the Packers do, and this is what I'm kind of concerned with is I, I wonder what percent did they blitz? Because I don't recall, and maybe there might have been five man rush, but there was never a corner or safety that I can recall. Um, I don't think so. Maybe it was blocked, but I'm what I'm afraid of is what what's happening is you know the Packers are putting whatever they do on defense on tape, and look, Joe Barry has got what the number was it ninth or tenth rated defense? It was um, top ten. Yeah, it was top top ten, and uh, and he's there by doing a certain thing and. To me, I would think you're there because you have really good talent, but you can't do the same thing over and over because what's going to happen is someone's going to figure out a good way to beat your defense. It's going to get on tape for somebody else, and then that's going to be the the pattern people are going to use for the playoffs. Like I think you have to have some unpredictability, and I think I've hammered this point before, but I feel like we're rushing for exclusively all the time. And now, you know, especially we get Zedarius back, we we get a lot of pressure on four, and that is great. But I feel like even if you're winning, like, man, bring bring something, like put something on paper. You got to be make him guessing a little bit. So I, I feel like he's he's had success doing a certain way. He hasn't had success before. So he's not going to he's not going to fool around with the formula. He's going to stick with it. But I think that could ultimately be their downfall and that it's it's just very, very predictable. It's going to be interesting to me to see what they do. What what present we unwrap on Christmas Day, Dave, when they play the rounds, uh, because when you hear the head coach saying that he didn't like what he saw out there, I'm assuming that Joe Barry, you know, has an Internet connection and was able to watch that. Or maybe he's got a subscription to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and he's going to be reading this. Uh, I'm kind of interested to hear what kind of adjustments are going to be made, because I I don't think the coach liked what he was seeing there. So I, I, I would expect a different approach against the Browns. You don't think it's like with Mike Pettin where he's like, I wish our defense played better. Uh, would someone go talk to Mike Pettin tell him I wish the defense <laughs> would play better? <laughs> I would hope with Joe Barry. He hired him. Like he should be able to walk down to his, his office and say, hey, Joe, <clears throat> what's, what's, what's going on here? But what I read from the article, I thought what he was disappointed in, in terms of aggressiveness was how the corners – safeties didn't challenge the receiver. They, they were playing soft. Yeah. <laughs> and not that they were more aggressive in a pass rush or, or mix things up. I mean, look, if a really good defense is if you can get pressure with four and then cover really well, we've got really good cover safeties and corners. I mean, I think we'll be a good defense, but I just look, I, I mean, could there be a game where uh, do we play another really good rushing quarterback um, in the playoffs? I guess. Um, well, let's let's Cardinals. Well, let's think of what they got here now. They they've got um, um, is Tom somebody, Brady will not be. Is, is somebody choking you, Dave? I just want to yeah, make sure. Yeah, I swallowed wrong. I it's I, maybe right. I could have instantly got COVID. Well, uh, there you have the truth. Dave swallows everybody. I think we can call wrong. it a day on Packers therapy. So. No, I, I, I if I jeez. Uh, so Tom Brady <laughs> does know. not scramble. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Kyler Murray. Eggs. I don't know. <laughs> what? Maybe his eggs. I don't know. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, he might. Maybe and and uh, and he pouts. Uh, apparently, we know that. I that was a great picture of him when they were. 
getting beat nine nothing, and he he looked like he was having a bad day. Yeah, throws his <laughs> iPad and uh, went over to the coach, the interim oh, coach, oh, and told him to go yeah. f himself. Do you see? Her? Did you see that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, well, yeah. I th- I think he's a complicated fella too. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So all right, um, they've got this week. I don't think it's going to be Baker Mayfield. I. Uh, it sounds like this guy has been beaten and thrashed and coveted and everything else. And the, for God's sake, the guy's living at the stadium. You know, yeah. he, he can't even afford a house. So you, I don't know that we'll expect to see him. And then you've got um, uh, Kirk Cousins. The, yeah, the other COVID de- denier. Um, he's not going to hurt hurt you on the ground. And then Jared Goff. He's not a runner either. No, I'm thinking more in the playoffs. Yeah, so and then Prescott, I suppose, could um, be. Well, but he's been he hasn't been as mobile since his injury. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if he's the same kind of threat that he was. I mean, he's not, he's not a statue, but I don't I don't think he's as mobile as he was. Um, well, Tyler Murray for Arizona. No, that, no, that could be a problem. But yeah. you know, he's had an ankle thing this year. I think he's didn't he sustain that against the Packers? I I think he did. Yeah, he might have. I think yeah. you might be right with that. Yeah. And, so you're right. Maybe yeah. it's mostly pocket passers in the NFC for the playoffs. And that's the defense I think that we probably can can handle okay because, I, I as I said, if they stay in the pocket, I think we can get pressure with four and we can cover. But uh, what Baltimore is doing, and I think with Lamar Jackson healthy, this could have been you know a really different game. Yeah, I uh, even with all of the injuries that Baltimore had and their COVID-19 stuff, I think that would have been a healthy um, Lamar Jackson probably would have tilted the field uh, in their favor, at least based on the way the Packers played. Now, would they have played the same kind of defense? Yeah, right. Like, you know, I, it's hard. It's hard to say. On the other hand, if, you know, Jackson plays and Kenny Clark plays, uh, you know, that that could be it. A different story, too, as it was, you know, all we know is the guys that did line up, the guys that did play and the way it came out, uh, you know, pa- the Packers took their best shot. They worked it to a 14 point lead and then inexplicably, you know, they let them back in the game. They made the great play on the last play of the game uh, after just getting embarrassed, uh, thrashed and humiliated the whole game. Savage, you know, lived up to his name and, you know, he made a great play there at the end, but it never should have come to that. No, it really shouldn't. And I think the one thing that I was contemplating was, let's see, what drive was it? So the Packers um, get it back on downs and uh, they end up kicking a field goal, but they have the, they start the ball on the Baltimore 29. So they're up 14 points. Um, they go pass short left. Oh, that's big pass to Mercedes Lewis. That goes for 23 yep. yards. Now you're on the six yard line, yep. right? Uh, this is, and there is 11 minutes left to go on the fourth. So you score a touchdown here and it's, and it's, it's over as they did. They kicked a field goal, but they, they threw two passes. Um, and, uh, you know, one was, uh, what I, I don't mind the pass. I mean, it was kind of a sure thing pass to Devonte Adams. It ended up going for negative six yards, but, yeah, um, yeah. and he stayed in bounds, but so, um, I guess there was a timeout. Green Bay called the timeout after that too. They called two timeouts yeah. during that. So there, there's, a, I, there's something to complain about two timeouts yeah. when you're running the clock down. Yeah. I, I wasn't really sure what the circumstances were there, why they needed, you know, to, to take that, but you would think they wouldn't have had to do that at that 
at that point. I mean, they could have just let the clock run and, you know, they would have been that would have been as important as kicking the field goal. Right. Yeah, you you would think there wouldn't have been as much time at the end. But look, I just don't understand. It's first and goal. You're in the fourth quarter uh, on the Baltimore six. You got a guy who is rested even in A.J. Dillon. Um, I think I would run. Now, I wouldn't run him to the same, you know, right of center and left. Like maybe do something that's a little bit more creative. But I I think you pound A.J. Dillon three times and you kick a field goal. if That's what you do to go up three scores. Um, I guess, no, I'm sorry. That, that would, that would have brought it up to, to two scores after they yeah. scored the field goal. Um, but that would have taken time off the clock. You've got this battering Ram who I think is you're ready to use in the fourth quarter. Why are they making it so complicated? And I thought, I wondered if they were trying to get Rogers, his fourth touchdown pass to break Favre's record. Do you think that was a factor? I don't think so. I think they really want to do that on, on Christmas day at Lambeau. I, I, I don't, I don't think that was why they did what they did. I really, I think that he, he wanted it right there. I think he, uh, yes, it would make more sense to do it at home. It's then you get all the fanfare and everyone will cheer and it'll be great. But I think he wanted it right there because he's super competitive. And I think they threw and they should have ran. And ultimately I think that took hardly any time off the clock or not as much as it should have. And, uh, and calling the timeout, I guess was probably, not super smart either, but you know, at that time, even when they, when they kicked that field goal, I think, uh, I think even, uh, what's his face, not Larry McCarron, but, uh, who's the other announcer who, who caused uh, the dagger. Oh, oh, you mean Wayne, Lair- Wayne, Wayne Larry. Yes. Okay. I, I heard he called the dagger at that point. And all oh, was, really? Yes. That oh, was, I was thinking a mature dagger there, Wayne. Nine minutes left down two touchdowns. But yeah, way Baltimore I was looking. I don't think so. But yep, then uh, Baltimore scored two touchdowns, and then, you know, the three and out. And this Ugh. is another thing that Ugh. the Packers got to figure out: is uh, it's they started the game a three and out, and then they end the game a three and out. You know, they you've got to be able to put some plays together that they can extend some drives. Um, that last three and out was um, Aaron Jones for no gain. Rogers scrambles for five yards, and then uh, he gets sacked. Um, and I guess there's a, a delay of game on, on top of everything. So that I mean that three and out gave the whole thing back to Baltimore. Well, that was the the uh, the delay of game on punt, and that just I mean the comedy of errors that is their special teams. Yeah. I mean they're not able to field a kickoff, um, and also after they you know had to take the timeout on the punt, then there's a poor snap. I mean. You know, seven had to pick the ball up off the carpet. I mean, damn, they they just find more and more ways to embarrass themselves on special teams. Now, having said that, I think there's two games in a row now. They've made all their kicks, so that's good. But just about everything else they do, they they run into a guy, you know, who's called for a fair catch. Yeah. I mean, what the hell is that about? There, it's it would be funny if it was somebody else's team, you know, but. <laughs> But I think you and I speak for the other owners when we when we say it stopped being funny a while ago. Yeah. Well, look who it is. I mean, this is not a starter. This is not a, true. a yeah. player that, you know, you you'd necessarily want in the field in any situation. Um, and he's put in, in a position of significance. And what he, he, I, I mean, this was the guy that we traded for. Uh, was it uh, Jackson? Josh Jackson? Um, yes. Yeah, correct. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. Is this a guy you just say, look, 
you're the kind of player that's making our special teams look bad. We're, you're just not going to play special teams anymore. We're going to replace you with somebody else. And I did see they just picked up somebody. Yeah, a guy who is like a special team. I don't want to say he's an ace. If you look at his numbers, he he's okay. But he's uh, he's kind of the modern version of Ted Thompson, you know, a, a linebacker who doesn't really play from scrimmage. You know? Yeah, I guess. What, but he's the size. Like he's a right. 250 six, linebacker. Hopefully six, he's five, fast. 250, yeah. yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry, 6'3", 256. Um, you know, I guess he likes to hit people. So, okay, I think that's, that's probably a plus. But hopefully he's not stupid like a number <laughs> of the Packers – special teams guys, I think they played pretty smart offensively and defensively. And then the the collective a- ACT of these guys goes right in the toilet when, when they have to play special teams. I, I just I just don't know what, what goes on. And I, I heard a really good comment from from somebody. Now maybe it was Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on the Milwaukee radio station when he said the you know they should not have to. Mo Drayton should not have to say, guys, and don't forget, when the receiver right. on a punt is calling a fair catch, you don't run into him. Right. I mean, he shouldn't have to tell him that. Right. So it, it's not. It's only so much you can do with coaching. And I just, I just, they seem like they have a collective group of nincompoops on special teams. Well, but you know, now what's happening is, you know, now. They've read the paper. They've heard all this criticism. They're afraid not to make mistakes. I mean, this could have been easily a mistake because he was trying to, like, avoid yeah. a mistake. Okay. Like, you know, rather okay. than be sure of himself, run down there and uh, and stop. He's sort of like, should I stop? Don't I stop? What if he catches it, runs around me? And all of a sudden he runs into him because he's second-guessing himself. Yeah. Um, you know, that could be. But the other thing about the aggressiveness, I thought, on offense is, you know, going into the game, like, Baltimore was down to – I mean, how many levels down in the corner and safety positions were they? I mean, and I don't know Baltimore at all, but from what I heard, it's like every starter was out, backups were hurt. Um, that the, whatever they had going on in the secondary was was you know was terrible. Awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why the Packers didn't come out and play five wide from the very start? Even like a hurry up offense, like we are going to test your corners like right now. I feel like that is something that Bill Belichick would do is like, you're weak here and we're going to attack that. And it happens to be one of our strengths, by the way, is that we're pretty, I guess we weren't super deep on receivers, but we went five wide a few times. Oh, I thought a, a lot, actually. I'd like to see the numbers on that. I, I, I bet you they, they went five wide at least 10 times. Well, and with Aaron Jones, which we talked about, you know, right. let's use yeah. Aaron Jones in the passing game. Yeah. Um, why, why wasn't that? you know, right from the start, but it feels like the Packers, that's what I'm afraid of on defense and on offense. It, this is what we do. And it doesn't matter if it's Baltimore or Cleveland or Minnesota or Chicago, just, this is what we do. And we do it really well. And, and usually we win and we were 13 and three the last two seasons. We're 11 and three now. And you know, it's hard to complain. I feel like we've complained the whole time. We should talk about good things here in a second, but I, I just would like to see like, my coach is on it. He knows that they are weak in the secondary and we are going after it. We're attacking that. Um, and, or, you know, their defensive line is awful. They're the last in run defense. We are going to run the ball and run the ball. We're coming out with three tight ends. Like we are making it happen where we're taking their weakness and we're going to take advantage of it. I, I just don't see the Packers really doing that. Um, and uh, I thought that aggressiveness also, when you talk about the defense, I felt a little bit on the offense could have been more aggressive too. 
But having said that, there are a couple of drives that were absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I mean, should we talk about the first two drives in the second half? I mean, could they get any better than that? I, I, I'd be okay with that. Sure. Um, so the first drive, 13 plays. Um, there is one third down, two third down, a third and one, a third and six, and a third and one. And then uh, there's a penalty on a third and 10, which uh, helped them get get the touchdown. Um, we should we f- shouldn't forget that that penalty, which was probably a little questionable. What do you think about that call? Which 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 penalty? It was a defensive about? pass interference that they were holding oh. Lazard. Well, you know, I thought there were a lot of close calls, close penalty calls, and also the dusting off the rule book for some of these other things, like you know, the the defensive block. It uh, looked like yeah. got him in the, the midsection to me. It wasn't. It wasn't below the knees. I mean, no. there, there was there was a lot of that. And yes, I I don't disagree that you know maybe that wasn't pass interference, but they were just calling it close all over the place. You know, some I think there was some also some movement, uh, pre snap movement stuff that, I mean, I think the guy was breathing and oh okay, okay there's a guy. It's like what? Come on now, these guys just really seemed hair trigger when it came to calling penalties. Well, I mean, they're, what I don't understand, if you're on the offensive line, sometimes you see a guy s- stand up and look back at the quarterback and then get back into a stance. And that's fine. I that's don't know why. Fine, yeah. I don't understand um, that either. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like they can shift around. But if you – I don't understand. But if you lean back a millimeter, like that's no good. Like what if a guy did sit up and look back at the quarterback for some reason and you rushed? Would you – that wouldn't be called a false start because it – because he did slowly. Like, what? What's the difference? I don't understand what makes I the difference between offsides. I guess part of it, the maze, because you have to be in the set position. You know, you have to have your hand down. If if you don't have your hand down, you know, I I think you're allowed more more flexibility in in movement. So, in other words, if you haven't um, assumed the position, uh, then I guess you're probably okay. But to me, it's inconsistent. And then how do you really know? And which I think is part of the reason why you always have like everyone's pointing at everybody else, you know? So yeah. I, they're trying to influence those calls. And I think it, it was you that said that they need to hire, you know, some kind of acting coach to be yes. able to have them work on that part of their game to right. become more convincing. You know? Yeah, I think that's right. Is um, when you fall start and a guy rushes across the line of scrimmage, you go down and grab your knee. If you were touched, you, you pretend <laughs> you've been injured and uh, you try and get that personal foul. Um, remember when the Cowboys used to do where they get to line of scrimmage and they would get down and then they all stand up and they get yeah. back down. And remember that, that kind of that was it like their flex or whatever they call that thing that that they did. Yeah, um, there was there was a name for what they did in the Tom Landry days. Right. And I I think that's not allowed now or something. I don't know, but they all did that and it was annoying as hell because it was a Cowboys thing and I hated him. <laughs> right. But if you did that now, you know, like everyone would jump offside. I mean, I, everyone would just, you know, fall down well, dead from the absolute be, travesty. Be pointing at every, everybody would be pointing at everybody else. I mean, it was just, <laughs> right. you know, that's right. Um, but uh, yeah, so there was real ticky tack stuff, but on that 13 yard uh, touchdown drive, what they did on first down was just, just awesome. I'll, I'll just list the first down. So uh, got four yards Got a first down, got five yards, got a first, uh, got nine yards, got a first down. Then uh, on the Baltimore 21, they had one incomplete. 
or he was sacked for zero yards. So there's one first down where they got no yards. And then on a first and goal, they scored a touchdown. So on first down, they were four or better each time. They were just moving the chains, moving the chains. And um, on the second touchdown they had, they had 11 plays. That was beautiful too. I mean, it was, um, they had one third down in that drive on 11 plays. They had a third and four, which there was a penalty on Adams for a false start. And then they had a nice play over the middle to MVS for a first down. So, I mean, they are just chewing up yardage. Um, and it wasn't sort of the dinking and dunking necessarily. It was running. I felt like it was creative plays. Like it was just, it was just beautiful. I felt a little bit like 2020 in a, in a little bit, but it's inconsistent. Like they, they can't seem to put it together as consistently as they did last year. Well, they have had four games in a row where they've scored over 30 points. And that's, yep, that's great. And that's not nothing. Uh, and you're playing, you know, with a quarterback. Uh, this is another thing, too. Their quarterback hasn't practiced in a long time. I mean, I want to say pretty much since since before he was uh, had the COVID business. Uh, and then for some reason, he came back with a broken toe. I, I think he was pissed off. and He probably kicked something at his house, which is how he broke that toe. That's just my, you know, guess is what happened because he came back from COVID with a broken toe. All right. But the point is. He hasn't practiced consistently, and I don't know if he's practiced really at all. And I think it takes him a while now to kind of get warmed up because he hasn't been been practicing. And when he does, the offense is looking is looking pretty good. I mean, they they kind of found a rhythm, and they've done it surprisingly. Um, you know, without without their tight end, you know, with without a guy who. You'd think, oh, man, they're going to be really hurting without that guy. Well, you know, 89 has stepped up, and we even had a had a sighting of uh, 84, you know, Davis. Yes, Davis. I mean, yeah, and he, he caught a dart yeah. across the middle. Um, was it for like a like 20 yards across the, the middle? Um, Rodgers also took a little shot on that play. But, you know, they, they've been able to do um, a surprising amount on offense – the last four games at a time when their quarterback hasn't really practiced. Yeah, we should give us a ton of credit. I mean, the coach, when he's on, it feels like his play calling is just absolutely fantastic. Rogers threw some balls, missed some guys, but you know, some balls he threw that I still don't know how they got through the defender. Like though, I think it was a catch by MVS. That was, he was not open. I mean, it, it, it just puts it right there where it has to be. And uh, if Rodgers can play, you know, like that, then, I mean, there's no question we can beat anybody. And I do think our defense is better than last year has upside. If some of these players come back, I, I, I look at that slot corner of Sullivan and I just heard, I saw, I saw an article now Is Kevin King going to be the, the slot corner now. And uh, Sullivan is out. I don't like that. He played a little bit of that in this game. Um, And so I, I think that they, if, if if it's not for real, I think they're thinking about it. Uh, and you think with his size, you know, maybe maybe that's where they think he can play. Uh, but it, it remains to be seen. You would think with his size, he'd match up well against tight ends. And also the fact that he's a, a corner, he should be able to stay with a tight end, uh, e- even in short space. Uh, but I, hmm, Do I don't want him guarding uh, Gronkowski and... Uh, what other good tight ends are, are we going to well, face? We don't play San Francisco, hopefully. 
Well, so when we face Kittle. Well, um, there's, there's all kinds of good tight ends that are going to be in the playoffs. No doubt about it. I'm not, you know, and I know, you know, Chandon Sullivan's your is is your guy because you know, he's he's your birthday buddy. I realize that, but I I I think Kevin King's a better player. Now I don't know if he's better in the slot, but I think he's a better player. Well, think of uh, Jair Alexander playing that spot. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't know if I want him that close to the action with that shoulder. Mm, yeah. But I want him on the field. Yeah. I don't want to take Douglas out, and I don't want to take right. Stokes. You know, Stokes is so fast. Playing on the edge outside seems makes sense with not, me. He's not afraid of contact either. Yeah. Yeah. But no. The, but the deal is, though, I don't want him in the slot because his asset, like Alexander, is being able to play, you know, outside the numbers and stay with guys. I, th- I think that those are your outside guys. So that leaves you with with, you know, Douglas and King and think Douglas is a better player. Um, I would rather almost see them give him a chance at that position. Uh, He's also studious enough where, you know, he might figure it out. Well, he's doing everything. He made the first tackle on special teams. I thought this guy is, so maybe you do, you put him in the slot and he guards Gronkowski and completely shuts him down. Um, cause Russell could do no wrong right now. I mean, the guy is just amazing. Um, but I, I, I thought, you know, that's an option if, if Alexander is healthy, um, you know, I, I could see him being able to mix it up with the tight end, even though he's smaller, but he's tough. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see if they, you're right, but he's coming off injury. Is that, is that what you want to do coming right off the bat there? So, um, but yeah, I mean, the offense, um, looked absolutely spectacular at times. I felt like they were rotating. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon really well. It wasn't just all Aaron Jones or all Dillon for a full drive. They were interchanging them during p- different plays. Um, I just like the unpredictability and the variation that you can have on offense and defense that that is gives other teams really fits. And I want to see the Packers do that as much as possible. And I felt like they got into that in the offense in the second half. Yeah. The first quarter was a cipher, but after that, um, I want to say, did they have, two three and outs after the first quarter. I, I, I know I have in front of me here, but I, it was something like that. Um, they were, they were moving it though. They were moving it up and down the field and I thought they were, were really solid. It's, it's just the slow start kind of put them behind the eight ball a little bit. And I think maybe that is why they wanted a more aggressive approach on defense. So you don't, you know, put your offense in the hole. They, they played catch up. Uh, until they tied it at 14 and then the second half they took control until they, you know, I don't know if they heard, you know, Wayne called the dagger. And so they said, okay, I guess, Hey, Wayne called the dagger. Yeah. Okay. So it must be over. You know, that, that was a little bit disappointing, but here we are though. We've complained about this game. (laughs) Really? We should start over. We should. What game did we see? We won. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I am, so disappointed in myself that, you know, it's, it's gotten to the point where, you know, when it just isn't good enough, it's gotta be, it's gotta be great. They have to be completely dominating in all three phases of the game. Well, there's no risk of them being dominating in special teams, but you know, offense and defense, they put a lot of pressure with four on the quarterback. I mean, that should be celebrated even when you're playing without, you know, Kenny Clark, you're able to do that. And they've got, you know, some of these guys, uh, you know, Jonathan Garvin and uh, 40, whose name I'll eventually learn. You know, these guys, 
we're practice squad guys, and they're you know they're credible threats on the field. That should be celebrated. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but gee, you know, they made it closer than it should have been. They're on the road, you know, for God's yeah. sake, you know, yeah. against an uncommon opponent to come out of that with a win. I mean, that doesn't they they don't diminish your win loss record. Say, well, you know, wasn't very impressive, so it's not going to count as a full win. That's got to count as. I don't know, point eight of a win. Well, no, right. it doesn't work that way. Well, and a lot of teams, you know, look at, you know, Tampa lost to New Orleans. Yeah. And, you know, they shut could out. shut out. Yeah, nine nothing. Yeah. Um, Arizona loses to Detroit, which is, uh, you know, so you see this happen. Dallas lost to the Giants, which seems really weird when I saw the Giants play a little bit. Um, they're really, really bad. Um, so, you know, these are teams that you, you lose to. And, you know, Baltimore was a dangerous team because they had this unknown quarterback that, you know, they had and nothing to lose and, and at home. I mean, they're really, it, it certainly could have gone the other way. It would be one of these that we'd be super disappointed because we had Baltimore just at the right time, but um, we did, we should celebrate the fact that we win. It's just hard not to realize that we were comfortably up 14 points in the fourth quarter and almost blew it. Well, uh, here's, here's how I'm going to chalk it up. Okay. All right. I think the reason that um, I have lost some patience because this very well could be the end of an era. This could be Rogers last season. Devontae Adams, you know, could be gone after this season. And we've seen, you know, since they won the Super Bowl, we have seen them make it to the NFC Championship game four times, and they've lost. Yeah, it's it. It just feels with every mounting um, disappointment in the NFC championship game, the urgency seems to be ratcheted up. And then we went through all that, you know, uh, the horse hockey that we went through in the off season. It just feels like there's such urgency here that if they don't do it this year, the window's going to close. And I don't know when they're ever going to get a chance again. And maybe that's why I'm, I'm suddenly becoming so, so picky uh, about, everything because it just feels as though we're seeing all these indications of imperfection that will keep them from winning what may, you know, be the last Super Bowl of my lifetime, you know? And so I'm, I'm kind of getting antsy and impatient about the whole thing. Yeah. Well, that's why when the Bucks won the championship, there was like this pressure that was built that let, let out, you know, that was yeah. like, Oh, we got a championship. And the, and the Lady Badgers won the, yeah. the volleyball NCAA oh, championship. What a gift uh, that was! Huh? But that, I mean, just I mean, who saw that that coming? They they've been good for a while, yeah, and they, have, well, yeah. they were they were able, you know, to finally pull it out against the historic uh, power. They got they got them at the right time, and it, it was it was great for the people in Wisconsin. I mean, there were more people interested in women's collegiate volleyball this past week than I. I think people I didn't think people realized there was such a thing. And we're so starved for a winner. I mean, the yeah. Brewers have a what is a really, you know, terrific one of their best, you know, seasons on record. And then they, you know, crap the bed, you know, when it comes to the postseason. People in this state are are really starved for this. I I, I think that's why the Bucks winning the championship was a just a huge freaking deal because it seems like we get close and no cigar. Right. So, and those other teams, very important to the state of Wisconsin, but no team, no team is what the Green Bay Packers are. That's, I mean, 
people love their sports in our state. Uh, I think people love the Brewers. I know I do. But there's something about the Packers, and there always will be. And that's why this team, those other teams can win. They can win national championships. They can win the, you know, the, the professional championship. But it's not the Super Bowl. It's not the outpouring that you get from the Packers. And there's yeah. something special about the franchise. Let, I mean, what else is, is there to say about it? I mean, there's something about the G that, that gets people riled up and affects emotion across the board. And I think a lot of us are just sensing that even if Rodgers you know, doesn't leave, the guy's 38 years old now. And even if he doesn't leave, you know, the days are numbered and the chances of them getting a guy who's you know going to be not even that caliber, just good, plain old good. I mean, you look around, you watch red zone. There's a lot of crappy quarterbacks they in really the National are. Football League. You know, yeah, the good yeah. ones really stand out. And and so, are are we going to be that then? You know, where you where it becomes a really big deal to to make the playoffs again. You know, I mean, now it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's you know playoffs great, uh, but you're not good enough to win it all. So really, it's a a failed season. I hear people <laughs> yeah. say that, and yeah. it's like, oh my god, you know. Well, so, it's true. Yeah. It's true yeah. because I, I think we're colored by two historical events that happen in our lives is every time we have a bad game, we think it's we're going to lose just like 2014 all over again. Yeah. And you're right. We realize when Rogers leaves, it's going to be the 1980s all over again. Like we, we just have this like shadow of these things that have happened in our, in our Packer lives that we're just so afraid of. Um, we need a Super Bowl once in a while just to make it all like, OK, you got another one like. Uh, it, and that does cover some some time and helps heal those wounds for a bit. But and maybe that's it. Just that we need a Super Bowl to to wipe out 2014. Is that until we do that? I, I um, think you're right. I think, I think you're right. It's, we've got to cover that sin up. And 2010 didn't do it because that was that was for previous things. This is we need one to get rid of 14. Well, and and then you make you make 14 worse by losing three more times after that. That's right. And they looked horrific in in two of those games, and then the third one, it wasn't good enough to pick off Tom Brady in three times in the second half, and he still lost the damn game. And it, 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 I don't I don't know. I it just things have have sort of gotten to the point where you, you it, it's getting harder and harder to appreciate how good this team is because you see all the all the ways they're not perfect. And that's and that's a damn shame, really. You think about it. Yeah, and you worry that they're not going to get the job done, and we're still living in 2014. I think oh, there's something to that. Oh, we just need the Super Bowl painful, badly. Painful. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we had a really good podcast, though. I remember that. We had a it really was, good yeah. podcast we, after we that. We cried. Game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I wish we didn't have to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I remember the way we started that was like pretending as though they had won, you know, and yeah. I, we, we, we carried that for a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> but it was because it was so unbelievable the way they could possibly lose that. And I didn't want to believe Jason Wilde when he said this is going to leave a mark. And it's like, oh, come on, don't, don't get over this again. Well, you know what? I think the guy's right. I mean, it's it's still it hangs over the team and certainly the psyche of, of Packers fans. They've had a lot of good seasons since then. Uh, hell, they've been in three NFC championships, but until they 
actually win a Super Bowl. I think that's right. I I think I didn't think of it till now, but I think that is that's what's going on inside my head is that I need something to to clear that out the system. I need to, I need I need someone to apologize to me, and the only apology I accept is a is a Super Bowl championship. You need uh, you know some kind of metamucil for the soul to clean that out of the system. You know that's yeah. right. Oh, yes, yeah. I need uh, colon blow. Remember that colon blow commercial? That was I, I was super you know, colon I was blow. thinking of that, and I wasn't sure the reference would work with you, but it was the <laughs> Phil the, the Phil Hartman thing. Uh, yeah. May God rest his soul. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> the colon blow. You know, in fact, I was looking for that. <laughs> Instead, I got Goline Crunch, which is about the same thing. <laughs> rocks. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. So, so oh, now, I met you probably have some quick hitters that you want to get. Well, why don't we take a break and then come oh, back to quick to, hitters? Right. And, and and that's what I was going to say. We probably should break so you can come back to those. Um, and this is the time in the podcast uh, when we have to do our thank yous. And uh, we, we were, again, very fortunate and very blessed again this week. Uh, we have Space in Miniature. Did you see that? Yeah. Space in I don't know who that is. I don't care who that is. Thank you for going to PayPal and supporting this podcast with a very nice gift. We do appreciate that, especially at the Christmas season. Thank you very much for that. But I, instead of shilling, as I do every podcast, and urging people to go to PayPal and PackersTherapyYahoo.com or to Patreon, same difference, instead of shilling for us, which we hope you'll do, um, there are. this is the time of the year where we have to recognize, you know, real charities. Uh, places where, um, you know, people could really give some some cash to 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 make a difference, and of course we hope you'll support this podcast. But there's a lot of things in this world going on, believe it or not, that are more important than this podcast, and we happen to have uh, two uh, pastors, at least, and we may have more than two that uh, listen to uh, Packers Therapy, but. Uh, we have uh, the Reverend Robertson, and we also have uh, Pastor Kevin. And they're doing different kinds of ministry, different parts of the country. Uh, Logan, is uh, he has a homeless ministry in Denver, Colorado. Uh, I believe it's the After Hours Ministry. And then we have uh, Pastor Kevin. I believe he's at the High Peak. Is that right? The High Peak uh, Baptist Church in North Carolina. And, you know... I, I wish I could tell you that uh, both of these entities, you could go to their websites and you could give money to them. Um, I don't I don't think you can. Um, I think I, I tried to do that, but you can go there and get uh, information about um, how you might support uh, what they're what they're trying to do in those congregations, or at least in in the case of Logan, in the uh, in the homeless ministry in Denver. Um, so uh, it's the High Peak Baptist Church uh, in North Carolina, where uh, Pastor Kevin uh, does his tricks, so to speak, and also uh, where uh, Logan ha- runs that uh, uh, ministry, the after hours uh, ministry in Denver. Look them up on the internet. And as you're thinking about what you want to do at the Christmas season or the holiday season, whatever you celebrate or commemorate, it's a great time of the year uh, to support 
entities that are trying to make a difference uh, in our world. Or heck, just you know, give to your you know local food bank, or you know, or even you know, if you went to college, if you know, if if it's if it's been a while since you you supported the alma mater, go ahead and do that. But the main thing is. Um, we would be okay. Dave and I would be okay, grudgingly okay, if you decided that instead of you know giving your money to Packers Therapy, uh, you looked around in something in your community uh, that you think could really use kind of a helping hand. Uh, eh, we would be okay if you gave it to them instead of us. So as you contemplate that, you can stop your podcast because we're going to stop ours and we're going to refill our glasses. We're going to come back. We've got some quick hitters we want to do. We also want to do the betting lines. We had three dozen people play the betting lines this past week. And we'll also do a little pop culture to put a bow on this thing before we put the bows on the presents and put them under the trees and get ready for the Packers playing the Browns on Christmas Day. So until that time, we are going to take a little bit of a break, and then we'll be back with the second half of Packers Therapy with Chris and Dave. Chris and Dave back with more Packers Therapy. Uh, talking about the Packers' one point, 31 to 30 victory over the Baltimore Ravens at uh, M&T Field. Now, it's not, I guess it's M&T. I always thought it was more of M&T Field, but, you know, the anger. M&T? Yeah. 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 Yes, uh, right. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> um, we were uh, talking during the break, and I, I think we need to give credit where credit is due. It's our friend. Mike, not Mike Miller, not Mitno Miller, but it's uh, our old buddy, Mike Mikowski, uh, who is space in miniature. And uh, thank you very much, Mike, for supporting us uh, through PayPal. We very much appreciate that, sir. Uh, we It only took us about three and a half hours to track down <laughs> yes. uh, who space in miniature was. So, yeah. So without further ado, then, thank you, Mike. And we're going to go on a couple of quick hitters. I'll let you start out, Dave. What have you got as a quick hitter from this game? Uh, so I want to give a shout out to MVS. I thought he had a very good game, seven targets. Uh, still can't hit him on a deep ball yet, but um, <laughs> I thought the touchdown was 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 excellent. He caught a, on a third down, a third and 10, caught a great pass. Like he seems to be much more shorthanded. I forget which one it was where he was kind of crossing the field and Rogers hit him in stride. And he just like grabbed that ball. Like it was a nerf football. It just grabbed it. And, and, and like, that's the MVS I want to see. Not this, uh, you know, guy that would drop balls, uh, every once in a while. So, um, I, you know, we, I gave him a lot of crap and felt he would never really make it. And, uh, I thought he had a really nice game. Damn you, Dave, because <laughs> I was, I was going to give you, the largest sock full of shit I could possibly do because you I was going to say that away, sir. <laughs> you, and not only did you give him his props, you acknowledged the fact that you had been hard on him in the past and you robbed me of my joy, sir. Yeah, that's oh. what I do. That's what oh. I do. That's what this podcast is really all I, about. <laughs> I almost took off the headset and left when I, when I heard you, oh. you almost did a Tom Brady. Exactly. I, I I almost threw my crappy full iPad at, at you. Yeah. yeah. Now, that thing looked like it was already broken that he threw. It's, I don't know if you saw that. It was not a brand new iPad either. That's uh, the best thing that you can do with those, you know, Microsoft tablets. I mean, yeah, no you, good. <laughs> it's like it's like blue etch-a-sketch, you know, it's just okay. it's a disaster. But well, I check will be happy to hear that. 
that. I know he will. Did he invent that too? I know he invented the iPhone. That's why he invented the iPad too. He, he, he probably did that on his lunch break. Yeah, right, right. Um, another quick hitter. Um, I like, I love the, uh, the touchdown by Devonta Adams. They tried to double him, but they tried to double him. This is again, I guess it's not just our defense that looks dumb. Sometimes <laughs> you're going to double Devonta Adams on a two yard on a first and goal from like the two or three. You don't want to play double coverage in the end zone. Like you, someone's got to get in front of him. So yeah. Yeah. got the touchdown and uh, even the floor thought that was uh, pretty special. The two guys could stop him. I, I, I saw that move, that little shake and shimmy he does, and then he busts. There, there's no way you can stop that. It's oh. it's impossible to stop that. And that guy's just so damn special. I, you know, I I, I know I've made my, you know, I I made it up to him in the past because in the same way that you dismissed MVS, I dismissed 17 in a second season. Boy, was that a mistake. That guy is incredible. Yeah, I guess yeah, we should learn our lesson, but we exactly. never never do, no. never do. Well, but they, if we learn our lesson, this podcast be a lot less interesting. <laughs> yeah, we would just be full of wise. We should just <laughs> give him time. You know, we should just calm down. Yeah, yeah that's what, right. what's just relax. He'll be fine, you know. Yeah. Um, now a shout out to someone I have not given crap to is Devondre Campbell. He had no. 10 tackles, 5 no. solo, he had a sack. Uh, and I just felt especially early in the game, I felt like they maybe have given up yards, but when he's around you, you're not really getting past him. You're just kind of bit and dropped right there. And um, now it still may give you a second and three or a second and five, or but at least it's not a first and ten. You know, the guy is just very sure tackler. And uh, to me, when I think of the difference between last year and this year, I, I think he is such a factor there. Stokes might be as well, but um, I just think Campbell is such a good player for them. You know, watch him on the field. Um, the guy really knows what the hell is going on on the field. He's he seems to be very I don't I don't know if he's like you know really smart generally, but he's really football smart. He really seems to have a grasp of what's going on. He gets you know people where they need to be. He's communicating. The guy just seems to have it. Um, and I besides the fact that you know he's. He's built like a linebacker. He can run. He hits hard. Uh, I I just have so much respect for the way he plays. I have never really paid attention to him before when he was with he was with the Falcons, right, and the Cardinals in place. I I never I never paid attention to the guy. Didn't know who who he was. So maybe this is different. I mean, maybe he's just had an epiphany. I don't know. But damn, this guy uh, not just makes plays. He he really seems to understand what's going on around him on the field. He's, he is a leader. And I think that he may be the most critical piece of the defense. I mean, yes, you want Alexander, you want Zadarius Smith, you need Kenny Clark. Those are all great players. I think without him and as much as I like Chris Barnes, I think without Campbell, I think they're sunk on defense. I do too. I mean, you look at how good Tampa's defense is because they have two middle linebackers that are just all over the field. You know, they're down the field on receivers. They're knocking play balls down. They're tackling runners for the loss. I mean, that's what this guy is. And if Barnes can get better and better, I, I don't know uh, what Campbell's contract status is, but man, I'd love to have that guy, those guys anchor our defense for, for some time. He just, he's playing really great. I mean, I, there the players I just really think are really special. 
beyond your obvious stars. I think Campbell, Rasul Douglas, and of course, A.J. Dillon. And I want to shout out A.J. Dillon on the onside kick. Mm-hmm. Um, like, mm-hmm. there's no bobbling of that. He just, boom, he, he has it and the game's over. Like, it, I just, I, I want more of those guys on my team that just don't make mistakes. They just do their job and, 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 and move on. And so I just thought, you know, you could see that kind of a bobble and then you got a big pile and the breaths are trying to figure out what's going on. And sometimes that can go the other way. Um, I just like the fact that he just he got the ball and, and didn't mess around. You know, he also seems smart. Uh, Dylan and same thing with Douglas. I mean, he's, you know, we talked about it before on the podcast that the report on him is, you know, he's after everyone goes home, he's, he's still at the facility, you know, looking at tape, you know, he's, he's watching, uh, to see what's going on. And I, the guys like that, um, maybe, you know, maybe you got to work a little bit harder. I don't know if that was maybe Dylan's case wasn't that way, but you know, some of these guys, they know that if they're going to collect a paycheck and they're going to stay in the league, they got to have an edge, uh, because their talent is okay, but it's not so much that they can rely on that. Um, and I, I'm wondering if, you know, guys like, you know, Campbell and Douglas, if they're not guys that have had to do that little bit extra to get everything they have out of their talent and then also have the mental part of the game. So I, 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 I don't know how much of that is reality or if it's hype or if, you know, cause we only know what we hear about or read about in the media. Uh, but the narrative seems to be that these are, you know, guys who, are special in that they aren't just great players. They've made themselves uh, great players by giving a mental edge as well to what they do. And I, I respect the hell out of that because there's a lot of guys that, um, you know, are great because they just are talented. You know, the old story about um, Yogi Berra, the, the great Yankees hall of fame catcher. And, you know, guys were asking him, well, gee, you know, Yogi, how do you, how do you do that? And, you know, he couldn't explain it. He just grabbed it and said, well, here, well, watch me, you know? <laughs> and it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. We got that kind of talent, um, but most guys don't. And to be able to figure out how to make yourself a plus player, I, I just, I really respect that, especially when they're playing at the highest level. Yeah, for sure. Um, last thing I had, um, so Aaron Jones caught, what they thought might've been an onside kick. They kicked it deep and, and Aaron Jones uh, caught yeah. it and yep. returned it for uh, nine yards there? and nine yep. yards. Yep. Um, I'm thinking, you know, uh, come playoff time. I wouldn't do it in the regular season. But come playoff time. What do you think of Aaron Jones returning kickoffs? I would rather not see him in a body bag if we could avoid that. Yeah. But here's uh, the thing is, you know, I, I think you, in a playoff situation, you need to bring your best in every situation, just hoping he kicks out of bounds or, you know, just fair catch every punt. I think you got to put pressure on it. Like we talked about before and look, if Aaron Jones gets hurt, which, you know, he could get hurt anytime. You still have AJ Dillon as a, as a backup. It's not like, you know, put it, I have a little, I think Devonte Adams maybe catching punts might be also interesting for that. Um, maybe you do that in the Super Bowl because you might not sign Devontae anyway. So why don't you put him back at the most out of him? Um, but, you know, actually take a negative, make it a positive in the playoffs. What would you think about any of that? I would think uh, the opposite. I would go with Dillon as the return. Do you, you remember Najee Davenport? 
Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, the, uh, well, besides the incident in the closet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, let's forget about that for a minute. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and let's really forget about that. So the thing is, he was, if people don't remember Najee Davenport, he was, he was a big uh, running back. Um, I think he might have had size similar to A.J. Dillon, maybe. Yeah, probably not as big as thighs, but. Well, uh, I also don't think he was maybe as trim. I mean, A.J. Dillon's just, I mean, the guy, he's not. He's not fat at all. I mean, he's no. he's big, but he's just solid. He's a rock. And I think Davenport may have been about the same size, but he wasn't maybe proportioned quite as well. But he got a head of steam going. And, you know, he'd catch that thing, and it would be kind of the bowling ball, and he would, you know, power forward, and he'd get it off to the 30-yard line. I don't think he ever had – I don't think he had a long return, but he would always be very consistent, catch the ball, and they would get – you know, plus field position. I would almost rather go that way with Dylan uh, rather than uh, Jones, who I think is as much as I like him. He's a slasher. I know he's fast, but he's hurt a fair amount. He and is. I, and yeah. I wouldn't want to see him exposed, especially the amount of money that they have invested um, in him. Well, I think that you're right. Dylan would be strong enough to be able to withstand some of that pounding. Yeah, I, I maybe I just think, you know, Aaron Jones is more suited for it, where if he cut, got a lane, you know, he could take it to the house. Oh, absolutely. He, he he could. I I'm just concerned that he get popped and, you know, then he does. Be, it would be the dawn of the Patrick Taylor era. You know, yeah. I, I'm yeah. not quite ready for that. No. And he and the guy does not uh, avoid hits. <laughs> No, I mean, it feels like this guy credit. gets mushed on a regular basis. But Devontae on punt returns, I know, I guess he was practicing and good against yeah. him to get off the field. Yeah. But in the playoffs, again, I, you know, Deion Sanders used to do it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. he was important yeah. to the Cowboys. and Hall of Fame player who's now actually, did you see, he's coaching at Jackson State. And they, uh, apparently, they got a guy, they recruited a guy away from, I think, from Florida State, from, from Deion's alma mater a guy who had committed there and then he changed and went to Jackson state so he could play for Deion Sanders. I saw a list that said that they had like five of the top eight recruits in the country. Yeah. Well, you something know, something crazy like that. Yeah. So. It, it's, it's, it's remarkable. You know, that, that guy, he, yeah. he was great hall of fame football player. The guy could play baseball too. He was a, he was a really good baseball player. He wasn't Bo Jackson, but he was a good player. And now apparently he can coach too. Well, and he was an announcer. He was, you know, he's no slouch announcing. It wasn't like he was an idiot. And uh, yeah. yeah, Deion Sanders yeah. is is a pretty special guy. I, yeah, I, I mean, I was surprised. I, I I always wanted to dismiss him, but I think there's something there. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are my quick hitters. Do you have any? Yeah, I just I, he, that, I may have mentioned this last week. I continue to be very, very concerned about Terry Bradshaw. I mean, <laughs> for one thing, you know, they're they're every week they're taking the guy's money. And I, he didn't make much. He won four Super Bowls with the Steelers, 70s. They weren't, he wasn't making a ton of money. He had those damn rings, all that's nice. And now Howie Long has taken his money every freaking week. So I see him now at the desk, and he's got like some kind of homeless man gear on. He's, he's bearded. He's wearing like obviously clothes from Goodwill. He's got this chapeau that he must have gotten out of a trash can. I'm really troubled about Terry Bradshaw, and they're laughing at him on the set. The man is homeless, for God's sake. He's penniless. <laughs> Give him a break. 
Give d- Terry Bradshaw a break. I did see he was trying to pronounce someone's last name and he couldn't get it and he wouldn't stop trying. He was like, uh, and they were laughing at him. And uh, I just thought that's just Terry being Terry. But you think like maybe he's had a stroke or something. This is Well, what's funny uh, about traumatic brain injury, Dave? I don't think anything <laughs> is funny about that. And, you know, he's clutching. You see him with that suitcase full of money. He's clutching it. And Howie Long, the asshole, is stealing his money. I, I think thought, this is just wrong. I thought Howie Long said a couple of things. I thought, wait, did people see what he said? I thought Howie Long might be losing a little bit too. But he uh, – he certainly looks like he's got his act together, but there was a couple times I thought Howie said some things that were a little confusing to me. So, um, well, yeah, these football players at Zay age, it's not, it's not pretty. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing I'm, I'm very, I'm going to do an intervention. I'm going to call social services. So they, so they stop abusing poor Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy's semi-literate. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just, an, it's ugly. It's a situation that I'm going to monitor weekly, at least until poor Terry gets some relief. All right. All right. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad so, someone is standing up for him. That's good. It, damn right. I, I think I want to mention, too, also, did you see the pictures that iChuck sent us? I did. Yeah. So yeah. He, was, yeah, he was at the game. Yeah. He's living in the D.C. area, I believe. And so it made sense. He, we, he, would, he would go to the game. And uh, we appreciate that, Chuck. Thank, uh, thanks for sending that along to us. Uh, we appreciate, you know, seeing you and seeing you at the game. And, uh, yeah, I imagine you had a great time. So thank you for, for saying that along. Um, and, in fact, if others are um, either going to games or maybe on Christmas you're with your family, uh, don't hesitate. You know, take a shot at you and the family watching the game. Uh, whether it be in person at Lambeau or if it's, you know, in front of the big screen at home, whatever it is, don't be shy. Share your holiday with Chris and Dave. PackersTherapyYahoo.com. Send us uh, what you got. And uh, we always love to see what uh, what people are doing. And let it, and let us know if you haven't been in touch before. Let us know who you are and where you're from and, and anything else that you got. We always enjoy seeing that. We know that this week, as a matter of fact, um, you know, Tom of Tom and Judy uh, is uh, going to be at the game uh, with Tom and Judy's daughter. Now, I'm not sure if it's one of their daughters or I'm not I'm not I'm not sure to complete the family dynamic. But I believe uh, daughter Sam is the one that frequently goes to to games with uh, Tom and Judy. Judy is doing the smart thing. She's staying back in California. And uh, Tom is coming to the Midwest to spend Christmas with Sam at Lambeau. So if you guys have photos of uh, you guys enjoying the game at Lambeau Field, don't hesitate to send them to us. We love to take a look at that stuff. So thank you much for that. Anyway, uh, that is all I have on that side of it, which means, Dave, we have arrived at the betting lines. We are at the betting lines. Uh as you said, we had uh, three dozen people play this week, so we're uh, keep each week. We seem to be adding one or two players. This is making it even that more much more exciting. Um, unfortunately, Austin, you know, has won the the deed for the property, so he now owns the the, the hotel and casino. But uh, you can but play for pride. That's his that's, problem, and that's his problem. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, but we have a. It wasn't Austin won this week. We have an, a different winner. Someone that's one, maybe first time winner, possibly. Um, I'll tease that for you, and let's go through the results. Are you ready, sir? Oh God, yes. All right. Uh, number one quarterback rating for Aaron Rodgers. You set the line at one seventeen. You had a. You're starting to 
to move. It was that... an aggressive line because he's been good lately. Yeah, but and uh, and I said under because I thought ah, that was an aggressive, but 132.2. Boom. In the uh, the MVP discussion now, which we probably wouldn't have thought weeks ago, but now he's squarely in that discussion. And uh, goodness, with the teams we have left, he could really put some numbers on the on the table here. He could very well win an MVP again this year. But uh, 132.2 quarterback rating for Aaron Rodgers. If we didn't give him enough praise, it's just because it's just not that interesting to talk about how good Aaron Rodgers is, really. I mean, uh, he's ever. Ever since the start of last season, I mean, the, the guy has just been good. I, I guess there, w- there was the game against New Orleans, okay? But other than that, you know, he has been everything that you would want that guy to be. And he's playing, you know, with discomfort, uh, if outright pain, probably a better word, um, and doing just a heck of a job at the same time that, you know, Tom Brady is uh, peeing down his leg. So, you know, yeah. he may be in line, you know, for back-to-back MVPs. We'll see. Well, did you see the the thing where they did as the toe heels? Yeah. yeah so, yeah, you know, little, that's a little lame, I thought. Are yeah. they trolling him for that? Is that's uh, you know, they, would they do that to somebody else? I feel like, you know, that's kind of basically coming out and saying this guy's a drama queen. And uh and even with the interview, uh did you see at the end of the, Aaron Andrews is interviewing him I and he's sort of chuckling. She's like, "What's so funny?" Like What's her? I, I love Aaron Andrews, but well, uh, did you see? Uh, well, does your wife know about that? Well, I mean, well no. I, yeah. <laughs> we, all, but, we all do, really, but, right? But no. here's the thing Aaron Andrews, she comes out at the beginning of the game and says that what the defensive coordinator wants to hurt Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> and then she had to retract that. it. Yeah, she had to retract it later. It's like, oh my God, EA, yeah. girl, come on now. But then uh, did you see the interview at the end where she No, I, I Yeah, he he's saying she asked him what you know how she felt about the game and he was sort of half laughing of like I you know I interpret it as like what a bizarre game it was. And her next question was what's so funny? Like <laughs> like like she was offended. Um anyway, I just think that they're um it, it it wasn't her best game, although she did have a big scarf though. She had yes, yeah, she had a very yeah. huge scarf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very nice guy. Uh, number two, uh, so this is a problem. Uh, I asked you how many uh, tackles would Campbell have. You set the line at 10. He had 10. I did not. Well, you did not go, do right. what I have. In, in, in my defense, you can have half tackles. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, right. but I yeah that 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 was I sh- I still should have gone with a half. I can't remember a push in a long I, time. I'm very sorry. Did anybody? I no one said no. It, everyone got grayed out on that one. Oh, so God. everyone was treating. Oh, oh in, God. In your, yeah. Well, okay, but let's but let's back up for a second. I nailed it. That's the important thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know how how can you run a casino if every bet is a push? You know, well, you would never... I I am thirty three percent down on my casinos. Right now. <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, number three, how many rushing yards by the Baltimore quarterback? Uh, we're on to something here. Oh. Boy. You set the line at 32. Oh, uh, it was I, 73. I never see. I I figured that Jackson wasn't going to play. I didn't know that Huntley was was that kind of a runner. I had no idea. So uh, number four, how many plays by Rasul Douglas, including tackles, plays defended, and got yeah. extra points for interception? Remember all that nonsense. You set the line at seven, and he had nine, which I think uh, came down to having nine tackles. So Rasul Douglas. 
And I don't know if that that probably includes the uh, special teams tackle he started oh, the game right. with too, probably right. So of course, of course, yeah. You, you know, another guy. Uh, this made me think of it. Um, Twenty-one Stokes. He really, I mean, he played well, but he also really tackled well. He did. I mean, he was coming up on guys and he was lighting up fools. I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I thought so too. There's a lot of Alexander in his game. Uh, it really is. It really is. Yeah. If as it gets better, I mean, someone said, you know, one of the benefits of Alexander's injury is you got Rasul and Stokes has played. So when Alexander yeah. comes back, you know, it maybe that was. I, I'd rather have Alexander, but maybe oh, you'd have sure, been living with King. You know, a lot. Of, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, or you wouldn't have Rasul at least. Um, number five, how many touchdowns for Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones? You set the line at three and a half, which I thought was aggressive. AJ Dillon stole one from Jones, which yes, really yes. should be AJ Dillon's. Though I shouldn't say he stole it, but Adams had two, so uh, the answer was two. So uh, under had that one. Um, number six, Jace Justin Tucker's longest uh, field goal. Wait, no, did, is that just? Um, I thought there was three. What? Was the number you said that I said two. Um Devontae Adams. He yeah, had a touchdown. He had two touchdowns. Uh, he had one Devontae touchdown. Devontae had one touchdown. And Jones had one touchdown, correct? Oh, maybe that's it. Oh, oh, maybe okay. That's All right. All right oh, good. He caught I, one. I, I, that's I thought. Okay, because right. I was gonna say because if Devontae had two, I know Jones had one, so that would have been three. Yeah, you're right. Uh yeah, so it's actually then the right number is two. All right. The right number is two. I got I'm yep. set up. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Um, number six, uh, now is it Justine Tucker? What's his name? Uh, Justin Tucker, uh, his he, longest Justine. Come <laughs> on now. He, this is the best kicker in the national football. Yeah, I'm sorry. It didn't mean anything. Um, longest field goal. You set the line at 51. He had a 38 yard field goal. So the under had yeah. that one. Yeah. But he, he, he still, but he could have kicked it from 51. He could have kicked it from 61. I'm sure you could have. Um, number seven, get this one. The average kickoff return. Uh, you set the line at 21. Uh, I'm looking at this here, and Mike says the average is 15.2. Uh, well, Mike says it. You know, it's 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 real. Yeah. Let's see how many how many yards do they have? Well, it is 15. The official stat sheet says 15.2. Okay. Why am I looking at 26.3 here? What do you, well, you? Well, the official stat sheet says there were five kickoff returns for seventy-six yards. Okay, I so it's interesting. ESPN has four kickoff returns. Well, one of them is that Garvin. Um, well, Jones recovered one or caught the one for nine, and Garvin it said. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. For I'm zero. sorry. I, yeah. I'm looking at the wrong. One. I was looking at Baltimore. I did. It was Green Bay's average kickoff return. Right, right. Uh, yeah. All right. So it, it, I changed everything. I thought I was going the other direction. So they they adequately disappointed, <laughs> or they they uh, expectedly disappointed. You set the line at twenty one. They were under at fifty fifteen point two. So the under had that one. I'm sorry. I'm uh, I a moron. I'm, it's late in the night. Yeah. I'm oh, I'm okay, not good. got it together. Here I complain against the coaches and their dumb moves, and here I I can't even get the betting lines right. Um, Seven and a half. Did they uh, Baltimore ever mock the belt? Mike mm-hmm. said no. I never saw I it. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. And uh, seven three four is where the Packers score a touchdown in the first quarter. Uh, they did nope. not. They did yep. not. Uh, tiebreaker was uh, total Ravens points, which was thirty. 
The winner this week is Chief Tom. Oh, yes. Chief Tom. Tom, Tom Glassell, right? Yeah. Our, our man, he was Okinawa, I think. Did, or, or, or did he move to the States? Did he... Did he take a posting in Seattle or something like like that? I forget now. He'll have to reach out to us because uh, yeah. I don't I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, he won this week, so he's getting he's getting a week fifteen stay at the hotel casino. This is dicey, but you know a military man like him, I bet you he can handle it. He's he's been this around is, probably around this, the block. This is a man who has been used to sleeping in squalor, <laughs> and so he should be very comfortable. At the Packers Therapy Hotel and Casino, now under new management, as it turns out. Uh, are we going to divorce ourselves from that, or what's what, what's going to be the deal? I, I think we need to look at that Monte Carlo location, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, Mr. Elliott has uh, offered, uh, I think, to financially support uh, our endeavor with the Monte Carlo location. So, um, well, the man's an architect, so you know he's got a lot of cash. Yeah, yeah, I've always yeah, wanted yeah, to pretend yeah. to be an architect. Yeah. Um, all right. So like, are you like ready? Art, like Art Vandalay, right? Is, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, Seinfeld. And did we ever talk about Kirby enthusiasm yet in uh, pop culture? Well, well, we actually should. And, okay. maybe we, and maybe we will today. I don't know if we have already, but um, it's we'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So congratulations, Chief Tom. Are you ready for this week's betting lines against the Browns? Why not? The Christmas not edition. I'll try not to give a whole number, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll try to remind you. Um, well, like with a quarterback rating, again, you can. That's not well, a because pushable, there's kinds, right? There's all kinds of decimals there. I mean, yeah. it's it's possible it could be an even number, but it 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 rarely is. All right. Well, then let's go with number one and, and go with Aaron Rodgers' quarterback rating, which is getting tougher and tougher. And they're playing to... at they're playing at home um, against the. Cleveland team that lost tonight, they'll be without their quarterback. Uh, this is setting up as though it should be a Packers victory. And I don't know why Aaron Rodgers wouldn't play well. He's, he's been playing well for a long time now. Uh, unless his toe miraculously heals, and that means he'll be, you know, just mediocre. Yeah. So I, 117 last time, it was the over. Um, yeah, see, I. Uh, I can't, I can't go with one twenty. I can't. I, can't no, I just, I just, I, I constitutionally cannot go over one hundred and twenty because, you know, that was the season average, like one twenty-two, wasn't it? Or was it last year? Or maybe in twenty eleven? That's all-time record. It's just hard for me to, you know, I, in a, even in a single game. But um, I think you'll play well. It's at home. Eh, you know. I'm going to go 113 this week. All right, 113. I'll take the over. Okay. I think uh, I think this is it is. It feels like it's lining up to be a Packers celebration at Lambeau for Christmas. I think if you're a Browns fan, you're going to be sick and tired of the announcers talk about how quaint Green Bay is, <laughs> you know everything. But you know that's you live in Cleveland. That's what you're going to have to expect. But um, so yeah, and, and that's saying something. I mean, Green Bay. Outside of the Packers, it's uh, they have a nice sledding hill. It's <laughs> there's not a ton to do in Green Bay, but um, you're going to get an earful, I think, uh, about Green Bay at are this we, game. Are we going to see video of Mark Murphy sliding down that hill? 
in the tube. I, I thought, well, I I don't know. You, will you get video of someone going down a, a suburban street of, you know, oh, just yeah. houses that, you know, not luxurious houses by any stretch. Just a, just a fine modest, neighborhood. Modest middle American homes. You can't really show an empty mall because now all malls are empty. So <laughs> you just can't can't do the uh, look how the streets are empty in Green Bay. Did they knock down Port Plaza? I think they might have, <laughs> or or they repurposed it. I like most, you know, yeah. center city malls. I think it, it's now something else. Maybe the YMCA or something. Paintball, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, obstacle course. Uh, okay, number two. How many drives will the Packers have that are ten or more plays? Oh boy! Uh, what did they have this week? Four, maybe. Uh, they had at least three. They had uh, eight, eleven, so one, then thirteen, eleven, so three, and then that was it. So okay. three. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll go three and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the under because I think they score more quickly. Oh. I think uh, the Browns might. Might uh, I think they may score, but you are a clever bastard. <laughs> yeah, see how he threw you. Okay, yeah, all right, but I'm, I'm gonna stick with my three and a half, though. All right, speaking of clever, how about this one? When will Aaron Rodgers throw the touchdown that puts him ahead of Brett Favre? And I want the time on the clock. Oh, 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 oh. okay, it doesn't matter the quarter, it just matters. The time on the clock. Yeah, so you're going to have to, uh, if you yeah. go beyond second quarter, second half, you're going to have to say an hour. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, Why not? for instance, if I not said but, you four know. minutes, 13 seconds, it yeah. could be for the first. No, 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 no. If it's, in this, if it's four minutes, 13 seconds in the third quarter, then you've got to say 19 minutes. Oh, 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 I, I, I see what you're saying. All right, all right, all right. Um, so, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, four minutes thirteen. That would be uh, nine minutes and the one. forty forty. I'm gonna say nine minutes forty seven seconds. Nine minutes forty seven seconds. I All think right. it's gonna be at, gonna be at the end of the first or, near, or nearing the end of the first quarter. All right, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the under. I, I think it's gonna be up, sooner than that. I think it's gonna be like first drive. I think it's gonna be. That's probably a dump. I should take the over. So I, I'm gonna take the under. I've not. I don't think I've won once this year. No, you you're really bad at this game. In fact, I'm bad I mean, at gambling. You invented this game, and you're bad at it. I am, and yeah. I'll tell you how bad I am at gambling. I have a ticket here. Here it is, from the MGM Grand Studio, the real MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy that went there, bought me a ticket. It's total Packer wins in a season. Uh, as eleven is the ticket I bought, and I took the <laughs> under. I bought the under. <laughs> Oh, as a gosh. hedge, as a hedge. Oh, oh, I thought, ah, oh, Jordan my. Love, like, I thought that's, and I've officially lost. So I can rip that ticket up. I was saving it to the podcast. <laughs> rip it up. <laughs> um, number four, I felt that Cleveland, like, sacked uh, Fields, like, 20,000 times when they played the Bears. So I feel like they have a good pass rush. How many times do you think Cleveland will sack Rodgers? Uh, well, the line is, I don't think we'll see Bakhtiari. I don't think so. Uh, so we're probably going to see the same configuration that we saw this past week. Right tackle's a little dicey. Um, I'll miss at the line for sacks at one and a half. Okay, I'm going to take. I'm going to take the over. Okay, yeah, two two makes some sense. Uh, number five. 
this is where I need Mike to uh, kind of help me out here. And he can cross it off if he feels like it. And I wonder when he listens to this, he's like, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I, how many snafus on special teams? So you get a point oh. for every single snafu that you Mike wants to count. But I would think a missed field goal, penalties, yep. a fumble, a roughing the kicker, uh, you know, dropping a kickoff out of bounds. Yeah. And oh. uh, you should have let it go. Um <laughs> Fair catching okay. uh, a ball in at the one or, uh, you know, so yeah, how many in, special spe- inside the five? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to go with uh, 25. I'll take the over two and a half, two and a half. All right. I'm going to take the over that one. Uh, number six. What percent of run plays will they run in the red zone? <laughs> I'm going to make Mike work for his money. Uh, how many <laughs> how percent runs in the red zone? I'm curious to know. And I can make this just percent runs overall. I just feel like we're in December at Lambeau. This should be a running game for the Packers. Like there should you be a hope so. Yeah. So what do you think? Should I do just runs overall? Make it easier? Yeah. Let's do uh, the runs overall. Mike, all right. Mike, Mike, just for the record, Mike's not getting paid. So let's just yeah, make right. it easy for him. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so percent runs. Okay. And we are including quarterback scrambles. Yes. And we are including, you know, like the end around they had to oh, Lazard yeah. this past week. Yep. Yep. All right. So this week, I think it was like 40% this week, I believe. Mm, I think they're going to run more uh, this week. I'm going to put that number at. I'm going to put it at 46%. 46%. I'm going to take the over. I think they're going to run get a lead. And then I think you might see a lot of run at the end of the game. So I, I'm going to, I think that'll take it over 46 is kind of that garbage time at the end. Okay. Fair, uh, fair enough. Number seven. And I actually did some research. Cleveland is number five in the league in total yards on offense. They average 321.2 yards a game. Uh, so total Cleveland off- yards, offensive yards. Will they gain? Where are they ranked? I have them at number five. Really? With with Baker? No, Mayfield, there's a scoring. As as they were lower. I just I got rid of the website. I don't know why I did that. Scoring was lower. I was looking for something where they're ranked high, and they were on total yards. They were number five. Now, if you're losing games and you you know run up a lot of yards at the end of a game, you could still have a bad record, but bring up a lot of yards. But I thought I saw they're ranked number five in total yards. Oh. Man, I'm I'm hmm, okay. Like 17 in scoring or something. I okay, mean, it, was, okay. it didn't translate. Yeah. So you want me to give you what I think their total yardage is going to be? Their average is 321. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Defense. I I think they could get a fire lit under them by the coaching staff, the Packers this week. Plus, Cleveland's coming off a short week. Um. So I'm gonna. I think they'll be above their average, but not much. I'll say. Three thirty-nine. That uh, three thirty. That is about their average. All right, I'll take the under. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, I was wrong. This past week, uh, Packers forty-four point six percent running. This past week, forty-four point six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you're forgiven. Uh, seven and a half. Well, at any point, will they show the nineteen sixty-six championship, the Packers versus the Browns, the one that okay. Tom? Yep. Mentioned. Tom referenced, yes, uh, because it was the big Paul Horning game 
when they played in the mud at Lambeau Field against, uh, it was the last game that Jim Brown played uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I looked the, at Jim Brown's stats. He didn't light it up that day. I mean, in the mud. No, he, he had 50 yards. That, yeah, that's that exactly day. right. Yeah. Wow, that's a really good memory. Yeah, yeah. I well, you know, I mean, that was that was the first Packers game I recall watching as yeah. a as a kid. I was six years old. Yeah. Um. So enough about you know. I think, I think they're going to show that nineteen. Well, it was actually I guess after the sixty five season, but it was January one sixty six, and I it's so so iconic because of the mud. Yeah. And so I think that uh, they're they're going to show. Was it at Lambeau? Yes, it was. It was, it so, was at oh, Lambeau. It's it's a shoe, and I'm definitely saying yes. Yeah, and um, I I think if I'm not mistaken, and some listeners, you know, maybe Tom would know this for sure. Not not Tom that we interviewed, but Tom of Tom and Judy. Uh, I think 1965 was the year they actually named it Lambeau Field. I think it was called City Stadium before that time, and I think it was 1965 that actually got the Lambeau gloss. Um, and so they played the championship game there. Uh, January 166. I think Paul Horning had like two touchdowns and maybe like 90 yards running, something like that. Um, but it's so iconic because of the way the team looked. And this was, you know, before they had the high tech, you know, grass or field turf or whatever the hell they have there now with, you know, the, the, the threaded stuff. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, this was just mud on the field and guys sloshing around in it. <laughs> so you say yes. Oh, God. Easy. Yeah, a, I think yes as well. And I wonder if they'll show the picture that Tom referenced with Nitschke and Horning uh, walking off the field, or they show highlights. I, we won't make that a, a, a betting line, but I think they ref, they show it, reference it, something. I, uh, I, I think they're going to show us Paul Horning on the power sweep scoring a touchdown. Okay. All right. Uh, seven, three, fours. After kickoff, Whose commercial will you see first, an Aaron Rodgers commercial or a Baker Mayfield commercial? Aaron Rodgers. You're going to say Aaron Rodgers? All right. Yeah, but I got to tell you, the Baker Mayfield ones are better. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll go with Baker just so, again, so, Mike, you can't leave a commercial until they show one. Um, which one will, will be first? Um, and then tiebreaker, uh, total yards for Devontae Adams. What do you what do you think there? Uh. Let me take a look here. 44. You know, it was um, for six catches, only 44 yards, but the guy made a difference. Oh, you know, he's, I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that he didn't have to have 120 yards to make a difference in a game. You know, yeah. it was one of, uh, you could, one of the games where you clearly saw them double teaming him. I thought there, he went in motion and two guys went in motion with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, fine, you know, sure. because that's going to make it easier for Lazard and for MVS. You know, hey, by all means, triple cover, fine. You know, take him out of the game. Well, it's just Rodgers has got to go to those other guys, and he did this game. Well, and he, yeah, to his credit, I think he's getting, he's getting confidence in both uh, MVS and Lazard. Yeah, Uh, and you, you can tell. I mean, the way he's, the way he throws them the balls and waits for them to make plays. That's a guy that you know is is confident in him. So. you asked me a question. <laughs> Total yards for Devontae oh, okay. Adams as That's a tiebreaker. It. That's it. Oh, okay. Um, told, just told receiving yards, not yeah. – not, You know, I wonder why they don't run him on a – Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. he seems like he's really good with the ball in his hands. So um, eh, he's going to be better than 44. 
I'm going to say. Um, mm. <laughs> I said 75. All right. So that's your betting lines for this week against the Cleveland Browns. If you would like to participate with 36 or so other fans of the podcast who uh, just thoroughly enjoy themselves every week when they get to play the betting lines, you should join them. We should break 40 here. Just go ahead and email your picks to Mike Miller, who uh, will have to spend a lot of time watching this game very carefully. may have to watch it twice to get all these these betting lines correct. (laughs) Um, His email address is mitnomiller at gmail.com. That is said another way. M-I-T-N-O-M-I-L-L-E-R at gmail.com. Yep, that's it. That's Mitt much no better. Miller. I like yeah. that so much better. Yeah. <laughs> it's more cheery. <laughs> well, I want to mix it up. I don't want you to become, you know, stayed. You know, uh, Joe, you you know? know Joe Barry? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's right, man. I play aggressive. <laughs> yeah, good. Good, go. Well, All right. that's your betting lines this week. Excellent. Okay, hopefully... Uh, you are enjoying it as much as we enjoy doing the betting line. So please be in touch with Mike Miller and uh, we'll see who gets to stay at the Packers Therapy Hotel and Casino uh, in Las Vegas and under new management now as Austin has become the owner of that property, which is good because we are one step ahead of the law as a result of that. So that's good. Uh, Okay. Pop culture, Dave. Um, What have you got this week? Well, I wasn't going to mention it, but since it came up when we talked about Seinfeld, is I've loved Seinfeld. I've watched Seinfeld yeah. for years and years, and then I finally started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I'm thinking, why did I wait this long? Curb Your Enthusiasm is Seinfeld with an HBO spin to it, and it, it it's not just on set; they can go and do go other places, and um, it's it's a I'm I'm on season one, so I might be you know when it was the best. I don't know if it gets better, gets worse, jumps think, the shark. I think, I, I think it gets better. Um, I actually I think I stopped watching it maybe season eight, may, maybe something like that. And it's mainly because you know it's not something my wife enjoys, uh, so it just got hard to watch because I had to find time you know where I could where I could watch it and, you know, cause she wasn't a huge fan of the, of the show. Um, but I think it does get better. It does kind of, they, they took a long hiatus. Uh, forgot how many years it was between seasons. Um, but I think they lost a little momentum. Some people disagree with that. Uh, but, um, it does, it does get better in the, what I would consider kind of the middle seasons, season four, five, six, right in there. Uh, it's definitely worth continuing to watch. I mean, uh, Larry David is, is my spirit animal. I, I just, <laughs> every, like, and, and the more I watch the show, the more I'm like becoming him of where I'm questioning everything and, and, you know, not wanting to put up with, with, you know, anything for granted. Like, I, I just, I just like I feel like his whatever he's doing, that's how I feel all the time. And uh, and probably that's also why I get the results I get of reaction from my family uh, half the time, too. But uh, so Kirby Enthusiasm was one I wasn't going to mention. But um, goodness, if you for anyone out there who's like Seinfeld and hasn't watched Kirby Enthusiasm, that's this is your public service announcement that you should 
quickly go start that series. Um, but the series I was going to mention, I'm watching a new Amazon series called The Wheel of Time. We talked I have not about this heard one? of this one. I had not heard of this one. Of course, I hadn't heard of Squid Game until you mentioned it either. So yeah. tell me more about this. Well, first of all, you're not going to like this. Um, oh, good. Okay, this great. is the Amazon uh, answer to Game of Thrones. Um, but it's really not. It's more of a Amazon's answer to Lord of the Rings. It's ah, it's much okay. more of a fantasy um, show. And I do like it because you could really give me Lord of the Rings in the same way, but 20 different times. I'll just, you know, I'll take it all day long. I just I, I love that stuff. So that's Wheel of Time. It's based on a book that when, before fantasy, probably you go to the bookstore and there would only be like a shelf or two of fantasy or like a, a very mm -hmm. small section. Now it's, mm -hmm. you know, rows and rows and rows. Um, this Robert Jordan wrote these uh, books that were, I think they're like 20,000 in the series and they're thick books. And um, Amazon's finally decided to kind of take it and uh, Game of Thrones, the thing. And uh, and it's it's good. I enjoy it. If you like Lord of the Rings, I think this is fine TV. It's not Lord of the Rings quality uh, by any stretch. Which have you seen Lord of the Rings the movies? By the way, I saw the first one. Okay, it's uh, that's if and if you didn't like that, no, don't I, bother. I fell asleep. Oh jeez, um, I'm sure your sons liked them though. Oh God, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. oh my, yeah. So it's it's uh, so the Wheel of Time is just sort of a. It's a snack for, uh, you know, what Lord of the Rings would be a full meal. But uh, so that's why I started watching this week and then I'm enjoying it. Have, have you because you like the fantasy genre. Uh, have you read any of the Patrick Rothfuss books? I have. I have two of them. I don't All know. Right. Has he come up with the third? Well, that's that's a bone of contention. Uh, people have been waiting for the third installment. It has not appeared. Uh, but he is a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point, as am I. Um, and uh, he's done very well for himself uh, with the number one New York Times bestsellers, his, his book. Great. So, so yeah. those people who enjoy that genre, the, the um, science fiction, fantasy kind of um, stuff, uh, Patrick Rothfuss, uh, the Kingkiller Chronicle, you know, that stuff, he's – He's really quite good when it comes. To, it's not my kind of thing, uh, but people who like this, like Dave, like my son, Joseph, uh, say this is really, really good stuff. So if you like that sort of thing, uh, check it out. And yeah, he, he did to get us to be fact. He even taught on the faculty at UW-Stevens Point for a time awesome. yeah. before he figured out that he could make a heck of a lot more money writing books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, now what is he's making more money doing tours or uh... – uh, why isn't he finishing that third book? Because the problem is when it comes out, I'm going to have to reread the first and second to remember what in the world happened. Well, but. that's part of his plan. I think I can get people because probably, you probably read it in paperback. Well, now yeah. everybody reads it on Kindle, so you'll have to buy it again. See, this is his master stroke. Yeah. And then he'll probably give his money to his alma mater. So that's the, <laughs> that's the long game. That's the complex. You know, this is how this works. You know? Yeah. I wish I knew how. Yeah, how to make I, money? I, yeah, I I understand. It's not for everybody, you know. <laughs> um, so, another literary piece which did very well was a book called Little Fires Everywhere. Uh, Celeste Nig, I believe, is her name. N G, uh, I believe a Chinese woman writer, I think. Anyway, it was made uh, into a um, a series on Hulu that I talked about 
last week I had seen the first um, three installments. Yeah. And now I've watched the entire series. And I got to say, it was, I, I found it to be very uh, engaging, very powerful, sad at many times. And so I thought, well, after I got done watching it, I would go and I would, you know, look and see what the critics said about it. And it was eviscerated <laughs> by just about. <laughs> in, you didn't know in, how much you hated it until in, you <laughs> in the New the York critics. Times, uh, the Rolling Stone. Uh, I thought it was far better than the uh, critics said. Uh, so uh, I still recommend it, uh, but it's not an easy watch because it deals with uh, issues that are uncomfortable of, uh, you know, race relations. You know, there's some gender politics involved, uh, you know, people having difficulty with their own sexuality, that sort of stuff. It's not it's not an easy watch, but I thought it's well done. And I thought the acting performances were excellent. I thought Reese Witherspoon was excellent. Her work got panned as well. <laughs> and so I guess I don't know um, as much about these things, maybe, as I like to think I do. Uh, but anyway, just be warned that I think it's great. And uh, people that get paid, a lot of them didn't really care for it. So before you invest time in a difficult Subject matter, um, be forewarned. But little fires everywhere. Eh, give it a try and see if it's for you. Okay. Okay. So, uh, have we left anything undone, Dave? Have we have we covered the waterfront? Have we talked everything there is talk about the Packers until they play on Christmas Day? You would think that after almost two hours we would have covered it, but we didn't go play by play. Should we just go play by play <laughs> real quick and? Recreate the game. <laughs> well, I think I think we'll we'll save that for another time. I okay. think for now we're gonna give it a break because we're doing this on Monday night. They're gonna play again Saturday, uh, and watch out, uh, listeners to Packers therapy, because Chris and Dave will be uh, not working, and we'll have plenty of time to really <laughs> dig down deep into this Cleveland Packers Christmas Day um, love fest that'll be happening at Lambeau Field. So anyway. Uh, they're going to play, you know, I don't even know what time the game is on Saturday. Do you, do you even know what time it I is? I thought it was, uh, can you stall for a second while I do? Yeah, sure. I could tell you more about little fires everywhere. That was, I got it. It's three 30, three, three 30. So yeah. everyone's got plenty of time to, you know, open up the presents and have, you know, Christmas midday dinner and then flick the Packer game on at three 30. It's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be absolutely great. So I'm going to watch in central Wisconsin and uh, Dave, you'll, you'll be watching. I'm, I imagine in uh, the uh, suburban St. Louis area, correct? Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Right. I'll, right. I'll probably stay closer given the, the new variant. I'll probably stay closer to home than yeah. uh, hanging out in the arch as I usually do. But I, I know. Well, but it does, it does need to have some, some polishing. So maybe you could get to that during your week off between Christmas and new year's. All right. All I right. will. I will. Uh, I do every well, year. I yeah, and you you do a hell of a job. Shine the arch, as they say. Yeah. Do that every year. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll be back with, with more arch cleaning tips, as well as commentary on the Packers <laughs> game against the Cleveland Browns. And until that time, I'm Chris. I'm Dave. And that is Packers therapy.
Chris. And I'm Dave. And that's Packers Therapy. 